Hi everyone, Karina Gantis here, your host for Behind the Pen. Hope everyone is well today. Um, I am an author of 14 books, an award-winning author and award-winning filmmaker. I'm also a podcaster, booktuber, a YouTuber, and I run Author Assist, which helps authors with their marketing promotion, anything from brainstorming an idea right through to marketing the final product. Um, I forgot something. Yes, I'm also the host of the Author Assist show on the Artist First Radio Network. Ta-da! Okay, today we're doing something a little bit different. I collaborated with another author on the book Toxic, which is a dystopian sci-fi. And I'm going to introduce you to my co-author and she's going to explain something because apparently we've done something that hasn't been done before. And uh, it's very, very exciting. And I hope uh, you all enjoy uh, today's show. Um, Karen Mossman, uh, who is my co-author, and she's written 12, maybe 13 books, I think. She's, she's definitely like that, catch, yes. catching up with me. Uh, Karen, take it away, honey. Hello, everybody. Yes, my name is Karen. Quite often go under the name of Kaz as well. That's my uh, personal name and Karen is my author name. Uh, Karina messaged me to, said that, to say that she had an idea and um, wanted to talk to me to see whether I was up for it. So um, I think we did a Zoom meeting possibly, didn't we? And she came up, she put this idea to me anyway. And it was to write a book, a dystopian novel, which I'd written nothing like that before. I'd never done any science fiction. Me so too. it was a completely new concept. Totally and new genre for both of us. That's right. And she said, what we need to do is get online and uh, brainstorm. Well, I think the last time I ever brainstormed was in school and that was a long time ago. <laughs> so... I thought, well, I don't know. I, I can't think of anything. Anyway, surprisingly enough, once you get going and once you get talking, then uh, lots of things come to oh, mind. The ideas just flow out. We were online about two hours and we got everything. We got names of characters. We got the start, the middle, the end. We knew exactly what we were doing. Um it was incredible. It was, um, it was, yeah, it was just so wonderful that it just all came together in two hours. That's right. We fed off each other. We, as Karina said something, I would think, oh yeah, we could do something. And I'd say it back to her and then Karina would come back to me and say, yes, but if, and as it say, it took two hours. We were just, by the time we'd finished, we'd got this whole book this yeah. um, world, where they were going to live, what they were going to do. It was truly amazing. You know, I would never have believed I could do it, you know, do something mm. like that. But once your imagination takes over, it's surprising what you can come up with. We, me and Karen have known each other for a really, really long time because she was, was one of my clients, but I say she is a client because I still help her out uh, now yes. and again. So I've known Karen for years and I've known her writing and her book so that then I put the idea. And because we click, we click together, we, we had we, we had to come up for a reason that it was a dystopian world. Why? Why was it a dystopian world? But I've always wanted to write a book where people lived underground. So then we came to the idea that they were going to live in mountains. 
there all the mountains were hollowed off into caverns and uh, sections and mm. everything of this huge mountain but the reason that they couldn't they had to live in mountains and they couldn't live outside was take it away Karen <laughs> because climate change basically which is really a big topic now but it, it wasn't at the time we started writing and we came up with the idea and climate change meant that the rain turned acidy and if you were caught out in the rain you would burn your skin you would, would melt, melt. You would burn. that's right so but of course the people had to come out of the mountains at some point. So what do they do when they come out and they get caught in rain? We had to come up with a concept, uh, concept for that, didn't we? And I think it was you who came up. Actually, I think it was Alexa, wasn't it? Your daughter came up came with up it? Came up with what? The name of the Dozak plant? Or the no, 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 oh. I think, I think, no, I, I, I might have been me. It might have been me. We, yeah. we, um, yeah, we had to have a reason for people to go outside, but then the people that were going outside had to be um, totally protected from, yes. from any rain, but they also had shelter. So they had this tent that you just threw on the ground and it popped up and, and they jumped into the tent to stop themselves from, uh, even yeah, though they so had protective clothing. That's really right. Quick. If you were caught, you could you had it in your rucksack and you would just pull it out and flip it, and it just came up. I mean, I've seen similar tents. I think that's yeah. where the idea came from, yeah. where you can just pop them up. Yeah. And of course, like that's an what oval they shape. Yeah, like that's an oval right. shape. Yeah. Yes. Um, but uh, we we I don't know why we had to come up with how they could have this protective clothing. How did they? have a tent that wouldn't get uh, melted by the acid rain so yes. we came up with an idea that there was this plant outside of the mountain called um terra plant and its properties when used was not just able to protect with clothing but helped with health helped with food without the agriculture um helped with oh it was used for everything. everything. And everything. it was that it was called the Dozak, wasn't it? We couldn't use we couldn't use the Dozak pure form. It had to be diluted because it was so strong. And people were only allowed to have so much Dozak every month. It's like they had a, yes. a limit because That's if they right. had too much, it could have it well it was a drug. That's right, it's a drug and, and we we had um savage what we call savages that turned into outcasts who used this drug in the purest form and became high all the time. So the uh, mountain people were governed by a, a special governing oh, body. Very bad, bad committee yes. that had their own rules and were really, really strict. And when they found out that some of the mountain malics were using the plant for um, what we call recreation, yeah. Uh, yeah basically yeah they were boiling they were boiling uh, the um the leaves the they? leaves or something and and when they drank it it gave them um uh -huh. made them high gave them emphoria 
Give them, what's yeah, that's right. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, Something it did. Like... It gave them a high, like a like a magic mushroom, I suppose, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember those days. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very serious. So they couldn't let anybody do that. <laughs> no, they were so strict that they actually kicked them out of the mountain. No protection, nothing. They were allowed mm-hmm. not to take anything. They had no protection from the rain. There was also the possibility that they would get um killed by um the outcasts that they threw out before had turned into what they call savages because of the drug taking it so so many times it changed them from being a malik to being just a complete monster that nobody could control so they're looking for the plant because they want it for the drugs the malik mountain people are looking for the same plant because they want it because it's used for everything agriculture health um uh, protection clothing the good points and the others didn't but can i just backtrack yeah Um, we decided to call somewhere along the line the humans evolved when they moved into mountains and they became known as malaks rather than uh, humans so we had they were all malaks originally and then um as they went outside they turned into these savages and people didn't really they didn't really come into contact with the savages um generally because they weren't allowed out of the mountain but they became almost a mythical creature and it was that their presence was exaggerated and rumors went around about the things that they did and uh, that's how the uh, Malaks now our main character is called Lexi, who we haven't mentioned yet. She's the main character in it, and um, she wants to be a ranger. And rangers are the only ones that can go rangers outside the city. They go rangers with the trackers. trackers that's yeah, it. the trackers go to harvest the plant, and the rangers go Up to protection. Yeah, protect the trackers um, because they do get um, attacked by the savages and uh, outcasts and um yeah so that's that's it's what a battle happens. as soon as they leave to go and get a terror plant it's a battle they're both using needing the plant for survival um so they fight to the death basically um so some of them some of the rangers and trackers die some of them come back into the mountain with injuries which is then you're using dozak to fix their injuries um, Dozak is used for recreation, like um, you can have like mat- a Dozak massage. Um, it's like I said, it's they they only give you and only allow you to have so much of this because it's bad to have too much. So they can't always use Dozak on people or use it for recreation because they've had too much already. Um, so and met Lexi works in the medic room, but she has aspirations of becoming a ranger. And she lives with a guy called Aaron, and he is a ranger, but their relationship isn't very good. Um, Aaron because doesn't he, feel yeah, yeah, that she's capable, capable of, of being, being a ranger. Yeah, that's right. Um, Lexi yep. also has a group of friends. I think mm-hmm. it's five or seven girls. Yeah, they all meet in the recreational hall and they all sort of drink and have a laugh. I mean, it's not not alcoholic. They're not allowed alcohol. No, but no they alcohol. Can still have a laugh. Yeah. So 
there's a whole story is about um, Lexi and when she was younger, her best friend Marcus, um, he left the um, mountain to go to another mountain to train um, as a uh, ranger and mm. um, he comes back, but he comes back with someone she doesn't want to ever see again in her life and that's um, May because May bullied Lexi when she was younger because of her colours of her eyes. She was she had a problem with her sight and they said that Dozak would get her sight back. And so when they did this operation, they used Dozak. Yes, she got her sight, but it left a green tint in her iris, which then they bullied her and she went through so much physical yes. and uh, mental bullying. Marcus was always there for her. And he, they used to go outside and they used to, before the rain happened, and they used to go on adventures outside and he showed her how to fight. And then when he left, it was like her world has stopped without him. Mm. And of course, he's going to come back in the story. That's but, right. And uh, this is the basis of the story, really. It's her yeah. love um, for Marcus. Even though she's living with Aaron, she can't get Marcus from her mind. So when he comes back, she's absolutely thrilled. Um, but, but of course, yes. She anyway. reckons she automatically sees May and Marcus together and how close they are and how they talk with one another and laugh. She automatically assumes that they are a couple. Yes, that's right. And, so and it gets interesting from there. Lex is really, really pissed off about this because she knows... He knows what May did to her. How yes. can they be a couple? So when he tries to talk to her, she doesn't want to know. She's like walking away. She doesn't want to um, speak, speak with mm -hmm. him. Um, so uh, long story short, um, May apologizes, says that she's not with Marcus. Um, Marcus and uh, Lexi get closer. Aaron moves out because their relationship is finished. Um, then um, where are we now in towards the end of the book, Karen? We have a well, we have an almighty battle at the end, don't we? That's um, which I've never written a battle scene before. Yeah. <clears throat> what we did was we suggested, <clears throat> excuse me, we suggested that each of us write different scenes, and that's how we we did the book. And um, Karina suggested I did a battle scene. Well, I've never written never written a battle scene of any kind. And I just I wasn't I didn't know what to do. I wasn't quite sure. And I what what I did think of when I was did start writing it was the old film Zulu. You know how that was, do you ever remember that? I don't know if you ever saw it. It was about no. um, I think it was oh, Africans and English. And they all Zulu, had a big Zulu battle. was African, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. They all had a big a vicious battle and it was very bloody and very mm. nasty and I think that's what um, I had him in mind because my dad used to love Zulu and he played it over and over and over and over again <laughs> I should remember it but it's been a long time but that was the kind of thing and once I started writing it, it just sort of flowed out it this. does and we when you're in the zone it flows yeah. oh it's gold 
we had this God. lovely, well, say it was lovely battle scene because it was, everything, <laughs> it was violent, it was nasty, and it was like, mm -hmm. oh, I didn't know I could do that. Yes, bravo, bravo, darling. Um, Marcus is the commander of the Rangers. May is his second in command. So when she actually passes her test and becomes a ranger, all three of them are involved in the battle. Mm. And I think it's May that gets really badly injured and it's Lexi yes. that's looking after her. And May says, you know, what are you doing with Marcus? He loves you. And that's when she finally understands that she got the wrong impression. Um, and I think right. Lexi gets hurt as well before Marcus yes. can get to the two women. That's right. Yes, because they're sheltering in a, in a tent. Um, because the rain came and the battle had almost finished, but May had been injured. And um, Lexi has got an injury which didn't seem too bad at first, but then went worse. But then, of course, we when we decided to write, we had this division. And we weren't we didn't know when we started that that how we both wanted to go. But Karina wanted to do an erotica version and I wanted not to do one. So we, we weren't sure how to do it. And that's when we came up with this concept. Why not have two books telling exactly the same story? One goes into erotica. The other one is romantic, yeah. but not as, you know, not as... Uh... Naughty and nice. That's how I refer yeah. to it. Uh, you've yeah, got the nice okay. one. I've got the naughty one. Yet no one, yeah. everyone I've spoken to, no one has ever heard of that concept. And, no. and we loved it and it's done well and everyone who's read them has read both books um, mm. and they of course we give the reader the choice of do you want something uh, naughty or something nice um, and then then uh, we after that was published we just left it and we, we got together I think on messenger and we said you know we've built such an amazing dystopian world that we cannot leave it at one book Yes. We couldn't do it. We, we created so much um, uh, of the rules of this world, um, where they went and, uh, and these places in the cave. And it was just the, so amazing, the world we created. There was no way we could just walk away and leave it. So we decided to write a second book. Um, we got together again on Zoom, again, <laughs> maybe an hour, two hours. And it worked again. We collabed. Everything came out. We had the second book idea. We knew where it, we were going with it. That's and right. This, this second time, book is yeah. it, this nothing time to do we, with the mountain. No, it's where we learn more about the outcasts and the savages. And it is not quite as the mountain, mountain malachs were led to believe. So that's the story for that. And then there will be a third book. But we're going back to the beginning, aren't we, with, with the first book now? Yes, because uh, we were lucky enough to be offered a contract for all six books. That's the Naughty Trilogy and the Nice Trilogy. She's taken all six books. So we're now going back to book one, working on it and trying to get it uh, all pieced together so it flows because right. what we did with the first book, when I went into the erotica part, Karen wrote something else to cover the gap. Mm 
and then we met together after. But the publisher wants the two books exactly the same, apart from the erotica scenes. Yes, which... and the publisher is Norn's Triad Publications. So they're the ones that are going to do it. Um, and we've sort of, we've, what we're trying to do now, we're going to redo the first book. And what I would like to try and do is, during the time we published our book, they started to differ slightly. They just, two different authors, two different styles, and it, it differed slightly. So we're going just to get Just slightly, it more, yeah, just yes. slightly. We're going to get it bang on this time. So it is the same book, word for word. It will except, be. Yes, it will be, that's right. Except for the, um, the two bits of romance and erotica. What I want to try and do, which I haven't, I haven't started yet, is match Karina's erotica, but tell it in a different way. I was working on it last night. I got up to chapter five. Oh, right. Yes. Right. Everything, everything flows. So when the, the scene stops, the erotica part comes. When the erotica part finishes, it carries on from the first bit it actually flows completely you've got ah, right you just got the rotica in the middle if you took that out the two parts are exactly how they should be nothing is missing yes. um then there was uh, one scene where um the girls have got together to, and they were gossiping and i went into a really big erotica scene Yes. But one of the girls was saying that she had some gossip. So because of me saying the gossip was one way and that went into erotica scene, Karen did a different uh, gossip. Um, yeah. So what we have to do is that can't be changed. It can't be changed unless we yeah. take out um, her saying that... Uh, I have this um, uh, really juicy um, story to tell you. Um, and it is really juicy for the erotica part. But Karen put something different. And then after the erotica part, it then flows again onto the first part before we got to the gossip. So we've got two parts where the gossip is, but it also, if you took the erotica part out, it connects straight away after the erotica um yes. but it's the book i know that the publisher wants it word for word but it can't be word for word in that scene it has no to, it won't be yes it won't it, be it in has those to be yes. ones, exactly but... it has to have your your um juicy tale of uh, um carly is it carly let me to think carly carly and her boyfriend and what happened in the spa and then mine was um, a rumour of the savages and the game, sexual game they play. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, very, very sexual. And then, and then after that, I get two of the girls together and there is a nice uh, juicy lesbian scene. And Definitely. while I'm doing that, Karen is doing the scene that uh, Carly was telling about her and having a, a private spa lovey-dovey session with her boyfriend so without getting into any graphic details after 
Karen's piece, it flows from the first part of her saying um, uh, that she had a juicy uh, tale to tell. And my erotica, it, uh, at the end of the erotica, it carries on exactly where Karen's ending is. So it's confusing. I know it sounds really confusing, yes. but it, I've done that. I've, I've, I'm on to chapter five now, and I've done that. And so I'm going to work on it again tonight because I don't sleep. I'm in chronic insomniac. I don't sleep. So I'm, I'm working tonight till, I don't know, four or five in the morning. Um, but but it's going well. What I've done so far, Karen, it's really flowing. The pieces oh, are connecting. Because um, I put it together. I put the two bits together into one manuscript yeah. and working with just one. So Karina's doing the next bit. Um, and until we until we both see it and both read it, because it's been a while since we've actually done anything with Toxic, we need to get back into it and then just get it ready for to go exactly. to the editor. And exactly. Yes, when, when cool. because uh, book two is, is finished for the first draft, but they really need book one first, of course, but they need it yes. as soon as possible. So once I've done everything flowing through the book um, and the erotica scenes, catching up with where we were um in the book so it it connects it connects beautifully then karen will go and have a look she'll read through and if she sees anything that doesn't make sense then she'll let me know and we're both doing a, a, another edit through uh, the book to make sure it's as polished as it can be before handing it over to the publisher for her to cover it with red marks and scribble things out and take out our wonderful lines. But we love our editors because the editor, I have a love-hate relationship with editors because I hate seeing all the changes. You're, you're like, you're, yes. you're shaking. When you, when you open that manuscript, you're shaking because yes, you don't you know there is so much work to do. And, yes, that's but, I mean, you can you can say there's some parts where she suggests something that you don't want. Of course, we're the authors, so we get the final stay. But yeah. an editor sees makes, things yeah, that it's, don't. Exactly. And even though it's polished in, in our, we've polished it as much as she can, she then turns it more it, tighter. The, the yes. dialogue is tighter. The story is tighter. <clears throat> yeah. She knows how to uh, make everything flow smoothly and create the drama and um, and just make it into the best book it can be. So That's I'm really, fun. really excited yes. to get that edit back. Dreading it. I'm dreading it. <laughs> but I'm also really excited to see what kind of, because I haven't worked with her before. Karen has. So I've, I've had like one editor most of most of uh, through my fourteen books, same editor. Um, so well, this I've is going to be with, well. That's right. I've worked with Julie before, and mm. she's done two of my books, and she is absolutely a wonderful editor. She's made me see things that I didn't think about. How important descriptions are. How important it is to uh, make sure that, yes, in every scene. Right. Yes, make sure that um, she was telling me about um, your six senses. Yeah, taste, yeah, five senses, um, yeah. hearing, um, 
a smell, touch. Every scene has to have at least two of those to make yes. it feel like uh, you're watching a film. That's right. It's it's got your reader has got to experience it. And now she's pointed all these things out to me. I can see them much more clearly. So mm -hmm. I didn't, when I first, when we first did the toxic book, I didn't see that because I wasn't looking for it. Yeah. But now um, it, it is once it's been to the editor, once it's been published through Norn's Tried Publications, then it will be an, it'll be an excellent book. It and is an excellent now. Uh, no, now it, is, it is an excellent book and people have read it and they've enjoyed it. And we've got yes, really good have. reviews. But because we're changing the system in the book now, yes. it is going to be even better than That's the right. one it, that you can get now. Yes, it's going to take it to the next level. And it's also going to make it more streamlined in, in that it's more or less, except for those scenes, it's more or less word for word. Word for well, word. In yeah. fact, <clears throat> it won't be, um, it'll be the same book. It'll be this one manuscript. And then the two, and then it'll become two books, but it will be exactly the same. It's, it's really exciting um, it's that we very exciting, we, yes. We've got the contract, <clears throat> and I'm really excited to to see what she does with book one. Um, book two, like I said, is the first draft is is finished, but what we've done with book two, we haven't done what Karen did with book one and add extra scenes. What we've <clears> done is just put the erotica where it is and making sure it flows from where it stopped and began again so yeah you probably never any authors listening now you probably never heard of this system we've got no <laughs> name for it but <laughs> it's yeah. uh, it's gonna make the book wonderful and it's such a such an honor and pleasure to work with you karen on thank this. you and the same for me for you definitely <laughs> and uh i hope everyone keeps uh, go on to karen j mossman on uh, kaz on uh, facebook and follow her there uh, i'm karina ganters follow me on my facebook and you will know when toxic one the published um second it'll be second edition of toxic one will be out and we yes, will do a massive massive release and, my author uh, page very is exciting Oh, my author page is Karen J. Mossman, Magic of Stories. Wonderful. And my website is magicofstories.net, um, which is all about um, stories of every genre. I, I love mm -hmm. stories. And stories is not just fiction. Stories is um, talking to somebody over the fence. Anything interesting. You go down to the shops and you have something happens. That's a story. That's interesting. So anything that is entertaining for people to read, that's what it's got I got an enjoy. amazing blog, yeah. Karen's got an amazing blog, uh, Magic of Stories. So uh, make sure you uh, go over. Uh, at the end of uh, this video, um, where the description of, of this video will have our links underneath so you can find us and follow us. And... Um, it's I hope um, everything goes as planned. I'm excited. Karen's excited. Yes, yes um, very, very excited. <laughs> this is this is what we needed. We needed this uh, publishing contract mm. because it's such an unusual thing that's never been done before that it's hard to find. It needs so much press. It needs it needs to go viral 
basically. Yes. People need yes. to know and the book deserves to go viral because of what we've done by giving the readers the choice of naughty or nice. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And on that note, that's perfect. Karen, thank you. thank you so much for being a guest on Behind the Pen. And again, I'm, I'm so thrilled to be working with you on the, the trilogy of Toxic. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hi, I'm your host, Karina Gantis, and you're listening to a special edition of Behind the Pen for the NAPOD POMO, National Podcast Post Month.